Jack O'Connor said, don't ever read a paper. You're kind of thinking, why did he say that? Or what did he mean by that? Or does he rate him higher than me? It opens up something that you do not want opened. You the only have to be thing entertainment players should be looking at or listening to is the football <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I'd say Fergal O'Brien joins us in the studio to look back on the World Championships. Um, Fergal, all in all, I suppose when you have a first-time winner like this, um, it's hard to know whether or not this is like we're witnessing um, a one-time winner or somebody who's going to go on and have a, a great career. But notwithstanding that, it seems like it was a pretty good World Championships, all told, with um, some controversy, uh, some uh, stereotypical Ronnie brilliance, him collapsing in the way he did. Uh, not a bad two weeks, all told. Yeah, absolutely. It was a bit of everything. Um, and even this, the the protest, whatever, you know, got, uh, even that was good publicity, you know, because you know, obviously sometimes it struggles a bit, you know, for to get the publicity and maybe recognition it deserves, especially over the 17 days because it can be a bit of a drag. But yeah. it seemed to be every couple of days there seemed to be something going on. There was a couple of 147s, comebacks, um, did young Chinese player as well. So it was a bit of everything. What's your instinct about where the game is in terms of its popularity at the moment? I definitely think Luca helps. I suppose if you're a young player... You know, if you look on the telly and maybe, well, like we love Higgins and Ronnie and Mark Williams, but if you're a young kid looking at them, you know, they look ancient, you know, and then maybe he goes to the studio, again, Davis and Parrott, they're in their 60s or so, you know, so whilst we love them with great respect, as a kid probably is not attractive. Whereas obviously, you know, Luke is an old looking 28, to be fair. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> uh, is that all he is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, his, his style of play was so attacking and quick. They, you know, who wouldn't want to play like him as well so I think that that's good yeah um, the state, I think pre-COVID the, the game was doing really really well because obviously there were so many tournaments in China the prize money was going up it was good since then you know it's, it's, it's hit a bit of a wall the tournaments in China are going to start back up um, so yeah, the last oh, if COVID hadn't happened and was on the same trajectory, we'd gone very well, but definitely hit the wall a piece. Yeah, it's uh, it's all set up for uh, Netflix style. <laughs> Everybody wants one. But Snooker, I think, probably has just enough characters at the moment to to justify mm. it. Yeah, but I think O'Sullivan has it, did a documentary last year. I think that's due out. I think yeah, very soon. Is it Netflix? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's maybe that'll be the start of it. Should be decent, but like as you say, when you when you have a player of the style of Luca Brussel, and he, you could hear Stephen Hendry getting excited on commentary yeah, last yeah. night. He obviously loves that type of yeah. that type of play, but he's just one of these. And you hear about him partying and you know during the tournament and staying up late in the hotel yeah. bar. You just don't get that now with players in the modern day. So I think people nearly lean in, lean into someone someone like Luca Brussel. Yeah, absolutely. Was on. Yeah, it's old school. But even for myself, even before he played. To, to start, and you, you know, you heard it on young fifteen minutes practice, and then yeah. whatever about that. So you say maybe it might work if he's fresh, and then in between matches, then he's gone back to Belgium. You know what I mean? I was kind of thinking, how many years have I wasted playing sober? You know? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what, what chance have you gotten bed early and preparing? You know what I mean? So, but maybe like that's the thing it worked worked for him. So again, probably for old school, you're a bit like, no, you have to do you know you do certain things to get the certain result. Mm. Where, it, where it just doesn't. Ultimately, the matches are won and lost when you're playing. He was obviously very fresh when he played. Looking forward to it. Probably switch because I know myself. Not so much even the plane, but the couple of days in between matches because it be so draining. Because you're t- trying to do the, the right thing, you're in your room, and we have a lot of time to think. Whereas if you're there with a few friends, it totally switch off. Yeah. You, ideally, but like as soon as you walk in the crucible doors, you're like right snooker, and then as soon as you go, switch off. Or so you probably had a, a balance. I don't know whether 
you could get about that all the time <laughs> but um, in a one-off it certainly worked it's funny like I was at the Crucible last week for a few days and, and even in backstage I bumped briefly into Luca and I was, I was struck by how small his entourage was it was just his mate yeah, like yeah. literally just his friend and I remember hearing that he, he, he doesn't have a a sports psychologist which I'd imagine in an individual sport like snooker is extremely rare like I'd have say of the top 16 32 players surely there can't be many that, that don't lean into the sports psychology a little bit at least no no it's more the other way it's more still still, really? quite, still quite rare that you have you know you obviously have coaches like even my own coach would say Chris Henry he obviously you know deals in the mental side as well but Mark Allen has a sports psychologist but but just people that have just a sports psychologist a lot of them still wouldn't have coaches it's only last maybe 10 years that the coaches has kind of become become a thing um, so snooker was always kind of a little bit behind behind that I remember even like as a, as a kid like if, if somebody had a coach you know I remember living like oh look at your man he has a coach there <laughs> you'd be pleased if he got beaten you know so snooker has slowly but surely progressed and that's going to come and that's even seen now and again O'Sullivan was the standard bearer with the fitness how fit he is uh, with his diet you know, um, so that more and more is, is becoming a thing. You think they'd be looking though at the younger players? Will be looking at Ronnie and Steve Peters and the work he's done with Peters and gone right. Well, Ronnie's clearly successful. Steve Peters has clearly helped him win a, a number of those world titles. So, yeah. you think they'd all be heading that direction? Then I'm surprised to hear that there's not more. Yeah, no, it, it is getting there, but it has it has been slow. And as I said, you know, over the years there was it was known it's slowly but surely coming in or being accepted or. Um, Starting to get feared, feared as in, oh, he is working with a coach. But I said it, it is slow progress with that. And are the coaches really just about enhancing the quality of the practice as opposed to really significantly changing technique? I suppose the better you are, it's it's less to do with technique because you can generally play. You know, if, a lot of the time you'd be more if you make changes. You're probably just really finding a different way to play rather than maybe being any better. But the the transfer you're looking for is it that to play like you do in practice in matches you know that's that's ideally what you want because again you look at everybody in practice you know we all look a million dollars and think like how does he ever miss how does he ever lose yeah but then when you go to play then your mind you know you just tend to get in your own way or you know i, I certainly found that myself you're trying to maybe contr- control things or trying to bit too, over trying was certainly something for me so you're coaching now right yeah yeah the last year or so that's a, a really interesting transition to be making <laughs> yeah. and um now when you're coaching do you think geez I really wish I'd had somebody helping me do the things that I'm doing for other people now yeah yeah absolutely yeah because um, it wasn't basically when I started playing if your coach or somebody was basically whoever's the best player in your club you got a little bit of advice from that That was that's what it was yeah there's nothing really um, it was only maybe the 80s a guy called Frank Callan he coached Davis in the 80s, Henry in the 90s. With right. Good pedigree there. Yeah, yeah. And I did, uh, in the early CD. 2000s, I did start working with him and I did kind of change my cue action because I felt I could get better or whatever. So that, that by the stuff I learned as a player has, uh, in trying to improve as a player, going into the coaching has helped, you know, but yeah, you're, you're even telling people stuff and just rattling it off and going, yeah, that's good stuff. And you're a bit like, yeah, 30 years ago or 20, 30 years ago, I wasn't thinking it. Or, or I'm telling them stuff, but it's as much because I didn't do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, as I would like, that's you know? the benefit of it, isn't it? Yeah. I, I presume snooker players get the yips. Yeah, that, c- that can happen. Um, um, yeah, I've known players, not Patsy Fagan certainly had that. That's what done his career with the rest. Actually, he just had it with the rest. Right. But it's 
rare, rare enough, but yeah, it has happened. Yeah. What's that then? You're full of positives, aren't you? Well, I just, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you, you get the value of the coaching then, because like if if a sport if that can happen in a sport, then you need to work to prevent it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there can be players who can be overcoached. It's probably a personality thing because you look at Luca Brasselli; he, he seems to just get down in the shot so quickly. He, of course, has, uh, thinks about it, but completely the polar opposite of Mark Selby in that he gets down in the shot and he's just playing. He, yeah. he's doing uh, as little thinking, perhaps, as as is possible. Yeah, exactly. Um, very, very decisive because that's um, again that's something that I kind of struggled a bit with. But generally, ninety nine times out of hundred, when you first come to the table, the shot you first see, first see is the shot to play. It's rare that that changes again. Sometimes, uh, you know, you're more important to be decisive rather than correct. Mm. Whereas Selby, to be fair, and actually, I thought Mark Allen has kind of slipped into that little piece because uh, generally very quick. Um, attacking player he's nearly kind of second guessing himself I don't think it's been to his uh, advantage you know he's trying to be uh, looking for the, the, what you would say the correct shot yeah. but, you know, it's very he got dragged into Selby's game a bit Alan I, I felt in the semi-final that, that slow what 29-30 second average shot yeah. time like, whereas Brussel just well, well having said that when it got back to 16-15 to Brussel last night you probably felt that Selby was going to go on and win yeah, it's amazing. Like with Selby, like he's sixteen ten down. Normally, you'd nearly be knocking the telly off. Like it's over. With Selby, you still think there's every chance here. You'd, and again, as a player, probably Brussel, his reputation, you need actually probably realize and wait for him to come back. So Selby's thinking about coming back, and so is Brussel. Um, but now it's great. I thought what Mark Allen has said, the style of play. I think Mark himself was happy enough to go toe to toe, have longer frames. It wouldn't necessarily suit Mark Allen. I don't think mm-hmm. as much as Selby. But also, but Luca Brussel, a he's quicker. But also, uh, Mark Allen would play like a thin safety and keep the pack together, whereas Luca Purcell, first chance, would play a thick safety. So that then forces Selby either to go for one or Selby's next shot is harder because mm. his safety has to be better if potentially Purcell could pot five or six reds, whereas it's a tight pack. And again, what might be a shot that play, long pot the players might refuse or mightn't get, Luca's going to go for, and if he's playing well, get a high percentage. That puts a greater pressure on your on your own game you know I think Roy Keane was there was at the Crystal yeah, at the weekend yeah. Or yeah, yeah. he was certainly there on sun- Sunday night so he got the he got the session in with the with the Selby maximum break which wasn't a bad one oh, yeah, yeah, to get to but could you uh, imagine if the slow, if, it, if there was <laughs> the Allen and uh, Selby I mean, he'd be yeah, giving yeah. abuse so. Jesus yeah <laughs> he'd probably say Selby was just doing his job Do, yeah, the, doing job. <laughs> but I mean uh, how do you put that achievement into context to get a it's with the first ever time there's been a maximum break in a, in a world final which is yeah. very very impressive and it, it's a first 147 at the Crucible for Selby generally so maybe put that into context for us like that that's quite an achievement yeah it's brilliant it really is I said in the final with the, with the pressure that's there and the crowd and to be fair his cue ball control was so good it was only just he never looked like never looked like missing you know what I mean because even when you thought okay when he maybe gets down to the colours the pressure might kick in you know and then even when he's put the pink and he's going you know going to the messing with his tongue and he's stuck on the black you know what I mean whereas you're still you're still like make sure you put the black yeah. <laughs> you look pretty foolish if you miss the black but uh, no it's fantastic to keep because from from early your mind just get, can get ahead of yourself like so even in practice sometimes you could be you know you're on 64 and you start getting a little bit ahead of yourself mm. which could slow you down and tighten up but it, no, it's fantastic it's a bit wild that um, Purcell wins having won the first round 10-9 and then having been so far behind Ronnie who you <laughs> yeah. just think is is like going to cruise to this and then going to mm. you know ultimately that the winner took that you know yeah yeah um, is that just a sign that this guy has something very unique and we could see him win multiple or is that like this is his week he should really enjoy this because this is never going to happen again lightning struck multiple times across the course of the two weeks yeah no I don't think it's that if I put a number I'd say he could maybe win two or three right I don't think he's 
seven or eight. But I mean, since he was 13, 14, like we've all heard about him. Yeah. Where there's this kid in Belgium, and I think he, he, players have begun. Hendry might be going over to exhibitions and he was hammering them. And then at 17, he made his first time at the Crucible. So it's more being delayed. Right. You know, you, you more at 17 thought, could he be the youngest ever world champion? You'd say uh, it was the maturing, except it didn't feel that way from the stories he was telling us, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, look, real, real nice guy, real quiet guy. Um, but again, always stayed in the general consensus of the fact that he stayed in Belgium. Because again, even like myself and Ken and others, you had to go to England, you had to be playing the, the players to improve, to raise the standard. He's always stayed on his, on his own. And even when he was at home it wasn't like he was even practicing with other players so it was a lot of solo work yeah and generally if you do too much solo work you know it doesn't kind of work so um but again it, it's wor- worked for him you know it's like the tap open because he, he he's been playing at the crucible for what 11 years now yeah never won a game and yeah. ne- never won a game always first round exit so and it was as he mentioned last night afterwards like ricky walden 10-9 first round could have easily lost that match yeah. in the yeah. decider but it's like the tap opened yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. When he won the first, it was the shades of it. I don't know, for if you're old enough, the Joe Johnson. Mm, he had, he, yeah, he had that couple those couple of weeks just flying under no pressure. Of course, beat Steve Davis in the final, and we haven't had a kind of a Joe Johnson winner. You know, maybe Sean Murphy a little piece in 2005. Mm. Um, so it was, one was kind of due, but I mean, no disrespect to Joe Johnson because he won the worlds, but Luke is a far better player than than. Um, you know, it's not quite a case of that was his week and yeah, you know, okay. good night now. He's okay, so we should super talent. And again, he's still at 20, 28. So. Should mention before we finish, Fergal's been inducted into the Irish Snooker Hall of Fame. In Congratulations. Days as well. Yeah, Sunday I was, was quite proud of myself for that. Quite an achievement, isn't it? Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was pleased actually because there was a ceremony and um, like my family came, whatever, wife and mum and dad. And Angus McNally was kind of, he's involved the uh, Snooker Brilliance Association. So I was up there, it was, he asked me a few questions, I was delighted because I said if I had started speaking, I'd probably still be crying. <laughs> so I was delighted, just kind of distracted me. But no, I really was. It was a lovely ceremony, the kind of, you know, picture on the wall, like see, Ken got uh, inducted last year. So now I really was pretty well stuffed with that, to be fair. Great. Well, we wish you the very best with uh, the coaching and everything else that's coming as well. Fergal, good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks, thanks for Fergal. Thank Fergal you. Brian, give us some thoughts on the uh, World Snooker Finals there. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.